Welcome to Love Over Everything, where two lifelong friends discuss what love truly is and how it shows up in every facet of our lives. From overcoming abuse, trauma, and addiction to creating supportive relationships with self and our communities, love is the answer. We truly believe living in love is the key to creating a better world for ourselves and for future generations. Together, let us choose love over everything. We're here. We're doing this thing. We're making a podcast. We are. We are. Before we get going on about our friendship, I think the first thing we should talk about is why this show is happening, why it's important to us, and why why this topic about choosing love over everything. What what made you want to do this show? Um, okay, go ahead and put me on the spot. <laughs> well, there are quite a few reasons. I think that the main one would be I'm that one person that needed to hear that there's hope and it's okay to keep loving your heart and not to let life take that away from you. My reason is the same as I think about how conditioned by my family and society and all these ideas outside of myself of what love was. And it's taken so long to figure out what love truly is and how to show up in that without letting the shit show that life is knock me down and and just take away the love from my heart. Because the reality is it would be easy to continue to be bitter and angry and miserable and be filled with hate and rage. Because, I mean, when we look back and we're going to talk about our lives on this show, when we look back at all the experiences in our lives, we have every reason to be filled with hate and rage instead of with love and compassion. And the reality is that it took a lot to move through all of those feelings to come to this side and have this perspective. And and the fact that I've seen us both in the past 19 years go through, <laughs> I don't even know how to describe it, but just this, I mean, insane roller coaster. How else can, like, what else can we compare it to? Like all of the ups and the downs and the loop de loops, right? Like we we have lived some insanity, right? Like we've both had a lot of like little T and big T trauma, like some crazy ass shit that's happened in our life, our lives. And, and to see us go through all of the thoughts and the feelings that we've had and come out as these beautiful people so determined to create a better life for ourselves and like not be filled with that because I mean honestly at this point while it does take a lot of work and energy to be emotionally intelligent like it for me it's so much more draining to be angry and to be filled with hate right you know seeing us be so dedicated and seeing the ripple effect it's having in our lives and what we're able to create is essentially what I'm trying to say is the same thing I want to help one other person at least one other person not live with a heart filled with all of those things that just strip us of who we are um and really help create more more unity through love in this world because it's very very apparent that division is easy and where we need to put in the work is in unity and Mm. hate ain't gonna help it's not and I, I think knowing also that um, that in your worst moment 
and um, during your worst time that even then the possibilities are endless. I feel like we, we lose that. I mentioned that Gina and I have known each other for 19 years, which I very, very recently, like <clears throat> when I said 19 years, realized that we have known each other for more than half of our lives, which means we've known each other for longer than we've not known each other. And I never thought that would be something I'd have. And thank you. I am so grateful for you. Um, so we met in a very, very special place. It's not really. <laughs> we met in a television production class in high school. I think back in all these 19 years and like, you know, one thing we wanted to talk about is how much our friendship has evolved over the years. And the really interesting thing is, is looking back and seeing how like, you know, there were some areas, like sometimes in our lives where we were just going through completely different things where we needed other people who I think could relate better to what we were going through. And, and there were times where we stepped away from each other, but always came back and reconnected and like discovered new ways to grow with each other, which I haven't really, really been able to do with, with anyone else. And maybe in, in certain smaller capacities, but definitely not over the span of time like this or have as deep of a connection as we have. And I think about, you know, some of the hardest times in my life I wouldn't have been able to get through without you. And I, I love that it started at that time in our lives because I think that even though I don't think we fully lean on each other as much then as we do now, I think had we not been able to experience those certain points in each other's lives at that time, we wouldn't have the deep understanding we do of like each other's psyche at this time. You know what I mean? Mm. Yes, absolutely. I, I love that. That's so true. Yeah. It really is. When you think about our friendship as a whole and how much has changed over the years, like what do you, what comes like up for you? For me, I think just the understanding of what friendship means, I think the, and the importance of friendship. I've always been a super loyal person, but I am like ride or die from, um, uh, I guess, trauma response, really just, you know, sticking to someone because of that. Right. And I think that having a relationship that moves past that, and I guess it's not like a trauma bond relationship. <laughs> I don't know if, I, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, it's different. It's very different and it's very intentional at this point. So I think that that makes it special. I think my main is my main point is that learning the importance of friendship and the value of friendship has deepened this friendship. Yeah. I mean, when you, I, I didn't even think about that, but when I think about the other friendships in my life, they, <clears throat> they taught me how to have a deeper appreciation for our friendship. Mm, same <laughs> right yeah. or even there's times where I was like dang I did not appreciate my friend <laughs> I certainly do now because yeah. fuck she's here like she's always been there and I think when you get past those I don't know how that happens I guess years that's how it happens you get past all the things together it just becomes a different kind of relationship it's 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 family at this point I think that's yeah. really what it is. When I think part of it is that like, we've also been judged by so many other people that we know that there is, there's no judgment mm. between us. Like, I mean, we've shared things that 
I don't think we would share. And I, I can definitely share <laughs> myself that I wouldn't share with anyone else, but I, I, <laughs> I'm going to say There myself. are definitely things. I, to say, I think there are yeah. things that we've shared with each other that we will take to the grave and no one else will ever know, or very, very few people will ever know. And, yeah. and, and that is because we know that like, neither one of us is going to think any lesser of the other. We're just going to help each other now mm. through the things. And that's rare. Um, <clears throat> and funny that you said ride or die, because I don't know if you remember, that's what you are on my phone. Oh, stop. No, I didn't <laughs> you remember that. Program does I ride just, or die in my phone. Say, freaking <laughs> our Miami day life. Like, you know, that's how you talk. So <laughs> Three, oh, five. <laughs> Three or five. Three or five till I die. Oh my God. We just said it together. No, we didn't. <laughs> There are so many times I've said, like, you can take the girl out of Miami, but you can't take the Miami out of the girl. <laughs> like, uh, show can't. You know, show can't. You know how hard I've worked to take the Miami accent out of the girl? Because, like, when I get mad, though. Yeah, I'm not taking her out of nothing. She's staying right where she at. Well, you can come find her if you want to. <laughs> and that's the thing. I find that when I'm in a space that I need to be protective of myself and be empowered and be... Mm. bold and be i mean of course i start playing like cardi b and doja cat because for and sometimes alicia keys but like there's a lot of cardi b when i'm like i gotta step in my my bad bitch like boss bitch mode like it's right i channel like who i was in miami in that attitude because because i always felt like i had to protect myself so it's really interesting Mm. like yeah when i bring i if i need to bring it out i'll bring it out <laughs> um, this could go into a whole other podcast of conversation, girl. But I'm not going to get started. <laughs> but but here's here is what I think about though when I think about growing up, when I think about Miami and how that how that attitude is so deeply ingrained, that was a big part of what I had to learn how to leave behind. And basically that I had to become the opposite of that in order to live in love, in order to choose love over everything, in order to be this person I am now who is kind and compassionate and just filled with this, um, I don't know, overwhelming amount of love that I can show to almost anybody. And the goal is for me to show it, you know, to everyone, even when I don't feel they deserve it necessarily, because I deserve respect and kindness and whatever like miami taught us if someone's a bitch you're a bitch right back like you're gonna give it to me i'm not showing you any weakness and you're gonna step to me cool i'm not taking a step back i'm gonna step to you and so changing that attitude like i feel like that is kind of the attitude that that our whole world is experiencing or at least our country i don't i i've kind of had my blinders on lately and lived in my own world in order to just breathe and move through each day um, but I feel mm. a lot of the division that happens in our in our country is because it it is that attitude that has become so prevalent of, oh, you're going to step to me on Instagram. You're going to step to me on Facebook. You're going to step to me wherever. Well, I'm going to step to you. Mm. Because I'm not going to show you any weakness. But the reality is that kindness and compassion require a lot more strength. And that, mm. that for me, like, like stepping forward with love when sh- when someone is showing me hate. I'm going to step to you, but I'm going to step to you with an entirely different attitude because I'm going to show you that no matter how hurtful you are, 
and how intentionally malicious you are to try to win, I'm going to show up in kindness and love because that's the world I want to create. And I'm going to let your hate seep in my soul because you can't take my peace. And, and I think that's where a lot of people think that if I show up, you know, peacocking my feathers. And that just made me think about your house in Miami that was near Taco Bell, that the peacocks would always be on the roof. (laughs) (laughs) But like, peacocking my feathers and being like, I'm intimidating. I'm going to step to you with the same bullshit you're stepping to me with. Like, well, let's just see what that creates. More of the same. And if we want to create a different and a better world and a, a, a world that is, um, is unified you know i think that we've stepped so far away from the it takes a village and the reality is it does take a village and we've created all of these individual systems to divide people more to uphold you know white supremacy and the patriarchy and obviously we can go into all of these conversations about that because we know how we definitely can we've had a million of these conversations but like for me it all ties it all ties together if we want to keep upholding all that shit we we keep moving further apart if we if we want to really create a different and better world it's about coming back to that village mentality and supporting each other and we can't do that with hate the only way we can do that is with compassion and love and and even without a true understanding of what it is to be in someone else's lived experience having an open mind to hear where someone else is coming from like that is that is one of the biggest things that's going to bring us together and i i guess when we really talk about why this show this is why because we have shared a lot of very similar things in life we've shared a lot or we have a lot of very different experiences in life in who we are as people at our core in who we appear to be in the circumstances that we were raised in and in every choice we've made since then like you know it's like we have yeah so many similarities which i think is what's helped bring us together um but there's also so many differences and what's really brought us together is the ability to listen so this show is really really about i think not only like learning how to love learning how to listen right what i'd like to add on to all of that which is completely accurate um is the, I think, what is the word I'm looking for? It is empathy. I feel like to tie all of the things you said together, one of the biggest things we lack is empathy for each other. Um, And when you add empathy, and empathy, when I'm saying empathy, I mean putting, not just putting yourself in their shoes, but trying to go there emotionally so that you could see it from from a different point of view um and that's just with everything you know you the guy cutting you off in traffic um you know getting to the point where you're like okay for that person to be like that there had there has to be something going on in their day god knows what's going on in their day what's happening in their life um let me not get upset or take that personally let me not let that take me overboard or replace my peace right Um, And those things happen all day in small portions and they build usually. But if you take the time to separate it it, with empathy, I think it takes away that power that that sometimes we give give these things. I I don't know if that makes any sense, but 
Yeah. I just want to add empathy to that because it's just, we we talk about our loving our neighbor and creating community, but to be able to do that, we have to have empathy for one another. We have to want to hear each other. We have to want to listen, right? We can't get to listening if you don't care about what I'm saying. Yeah. So I think empathy, there's a huge lack of it. (laughs) And I think that that is really the root of a lot of, a lot of the things that uh, you were just talking about earlier um, in our world and just with people, with humans in general. Yeah. Um, we, we have a tendency to block off our world and we worry about our little bubble and our own problems and that's what's important to us. And if it doesn't affect, affect us immediately, then we don't really, we don't pay any attention to it. And yeah. if we approach our things, uh, the daily things we go through with empathy, it's easier to to not do that, to not separate ourselves from, from the things that are happening in a way that detaches us emotionally so much that we can't have empathy for what's happening. Yeah. Well, and I think the other thing that plays into that is the, is awareness. And I, mm. I, that is a huge, a huge, uh, oh, yeah. that I feel <laughs> a lot of our society is lacking is awareness of self and others, um, of the impact they have, but also like, if I'm not aware that your experience is the reason that you're showing up in a certain way, then I'm not aware that I'm reacting to what, I, you know what I mean? Like it, there's a lot of things that go into that. It's the awareness and the understanding of the human experience, what it is to be oh. human, right? We talk about like, well, and like you and I, not we in the broad general sense of society. <laughs> I mean, I think it is a conversation that's being had, but like, feelings you know i i have i'm i'll just i'll just say along like this um i am in the middle of not technically a breakup but essentially it's like a, a parting of ways with someone that i've been dating and um who i am absolutely in love with and it's been this really um it's it actually has taught me that my uh, <clears throat> my capacity for love and compassion are much greater than I even thought. Um, and in that, there's been a lot of ups and downs through the human experience of this person and myself. And I am not ashamed any longer. You know, our society makes us like shove feelings away. And I was conditioned as a child and conditioned in every other romantic relationship prior to this one that... I should hide my feelings and that they're not okay, that I'm too much, I'm too sensitive, I'm too this, I'm too that. And the reality is when you express your feelings, not only are you acknowledging them and honoring yourself, um, you're also helping to regulate your nervous system. And so if what I need to do is cry to regulate my system, I'm not going to hold it in. It's actually going to make it worse for myself. And I didn't understand that for so long because of what I was told by other people. And so now I show up in my human experience, no matter where the fuck I am, my humanity is going to come out. So I have cried in the middle of a grocery store. Like I literally broke down and cried hysterically by the strawberries. Uh, the other day I was, at, I was at the pool and you know what? I put my music on, I was singing, which if you know me to know that I'm singing in public now is a really fucking big deal. And I was singing and I was crying and I, I no longer care. I laugh and I cry and I just feel what I feel and I am who I am everywhere I go because not only do I want to do that for myself and honor that, 
and and give me what I need, I also want to show other people that your human experience is okay. It's yeah. valid. And, yeah. and we shouldn't be hiding it because it's only perpetuating these ideas that feelings and being human are weakness. And they're oh. not. I laugh and I cry and I just feel what I feel and I am who I am everywhere I go because not only do I want to do that for myself and honor that and, and give me what I need, I also want to show other people that your human experience is okay. It's yeah. valid and, yeah. and we shouldn't be hiding it because it's only perpetuating these ideas that feelings and being human are weakness and they're oh. not. I laugh and I cry and I just feel what I feel and I am who I am everywhere I go because not only do I want to do that for myself and honor that and, and give me what I need, I also want to show other people that your human experience is okay. It's yeah. valid and, yeah. and we shouldn't be hiding it because it's only perpetuating these ideas that feelings and being human are weakness and they're oh. not to working on emotional intelligence and combating the conditioning that I have experienced for, you know, 30 plus years. And, and it's the conditioning that we, if we are tuned in to mass media or social media or anything outside of what's in our own brain, we are going to be conditioned day in and day out to do the opposite of what's truly natural for us as humans. Because, yeah. because every message you're hearing from outside of yourself has an agenda. Mm. I mean, including this, yeah. we're trying to convince people that they should show up in love. So like, that's our life. <laughs> Just gonna let you know Just that. Love yourself, y'all. Um, and I do, so saying, saying what I just said about like being human and feeling, feeling your things and it not being weakness as I found this and I don't know who wrote this. Um, so I'm going to say it's from anonymous. Um, it's actually the, the wallpaper on my phone right now. There is no equation where taking risks, braving uncertainty and opening ourselves up to emotional exposure equals weakness. A fucking one because it has required strength every single time I've taken a risk every single time I've had to walk through uncertainty and every single time I've had to open myself emotionally and you know like I'm I know I'm gonna talk a lot more about this person that I've dated recently and, and the relationship in itself just in broad general terms um, because it is the most emotionally vulnerable I have ever been in any romantic connection. And it just shows me that because I've been intentional about how I want to show up in partnership and what I want to create in a relationship that I am capable of it. And when I meet someone else who is in the same space as me at the same time, whether it be this person at a later date or someone completely different, um, <clears throat> I'm ready because I know I have oh. that ability and I'm going to keep practicing that. It is not fucking easy, but I'm going to keep practicing that anyway. Um, <laughs> So back to back to what we were going to talk about. Um, so we wanted to talk about what's important in our past and our present for people on listening to the show to know about us and have a deeper understanding of of how far we've come and why this is so important. So what do you want to say about yourself? 
Um, for me, I think I just, there's so much that I think just starting at the beginning and like kind of going over it is how I could go with this because, uh, yeah, there's a lot. So basically I was born in the 1980s in Miami, Florida, and my mother was addicted to crack cocaine. And in that she did a bunch of terrible things that ended us, me and my siblings into foster care. Um, After bouncing around, in and out, all around, we were adopted into, uh, we were interracial adoptees into uh, one of the longer term foster homes that we were in. Um, This home was, I guess, to say the least, a hellhole, horrible, all the abuses. Um, I escaped that at around 19 years old and didn't look back. And I say all of this to say that if, if I can still continue to live in love, we all can. <laughs> and that's that I haven't even True. told the half of it. But this is moi. I am now a homeschooling way, way, way before COVID, y'all. Homeschooling, original OG homeschooler. Mommy of five. I have been married for almost 15 years now to my amazing husband, who gets on my damn nerves, but I love him. Um, and then, uh, what else about me? I also speak Spanish fluently. I was also born in the eighties in Miami and also grew up in a very dysfunctional house. I think we'll leave it at that for now. Cause I think there are future episodes we're really going to dive in. Um, but like just a brief synopsis of dysfunction is that you know, my dad is a recovering alcoholic and drug addict who was not in recovery for a lot of my childhood. And then, you know, my stepdad is an alcoholic that I don't know if he's ever really acknowledged that. And so um, I, it was definitely a very interesting growing up. And I often tried to not be home as much as possible and really you know, really started thinking of my friends as family from a young age because I felt safer and like I could rely more on my friends and their family than I could on my own. And I know that that will hurt my family when they hear me saying that because we never really address any of this, but I have to own my truth. And, you know, Gina and I have said, I don't even know for how many years that friends are the family you choose. And you know, we have been family for each other at times when we've, we've felt like the people who were supposed to be our support, supposed to be loving, you know, weren't capable of that. Um, and we have fought together to find the tools to be more capable for ourselves and for the people around us. And, um, yeah, so basically, uh, life was challenging for myself also growing up and, um, I was filled with so much hate, anger, and rage from, I mean, from as far back as I can remember. And it wasn't until I hit 30 and I got divorced and I moved across the country because I wanted to create a better life for myself that was filled with love instead of people who made me feel like I wasn't worthy of even being myself. Um, and so now I live in Colorado and I run a yoga studio in Boulder and my whole life is about living in love and creating community. Like literally my title is, is studio director and community cultivator, because that is what is really important to me is creating 
creating the family that I so desire to have in my life. Um, and I am single and I would like to get married again and I would like to have a family. Um, and so I'm, I'm on that little personal journey right now, navigating romantic relationships, um, because I have learned how to live in love, um, truly vulnerably openly as myself in every other facet. And that is, that is where, where the work lies now. So, um, anyway, <laughs> so we had a few questions for each other, a little Q and a session to help people get to know us a little better. So what do you think others think of you, Gina? I think that others see me as brave and strong. What's your zodiac sign? I am a Libra. Libra, Libra. Libra. We we love to see both sides and be objective and blah, blah, blah. Do you feel that like you are true to your sign? Uh, Yeah, actually, sometimes it's a little scary. Uh, it's pretty stinking accurate, if you ask me. <laughs> yeah, but I am at this. I'm I'm on the cusp between Virgo and Libra, and um, it's very fascinating to see how like do I have some Virgo tendencies? Absolutely. Um, I love to organize. I love I love things to be neat and pretty. I don't always keep them that way. Definitely love organization. Um, there are certain certain ways that I can be like a really strong personality that I think are very true to Virgo. And I tend to lean pretty Libra heavy because I'm also really able to see things from both sides. But I I'm a very like feelings based person, whereas a lot of like Virgos aren't as um i can't say not as emotional i think they're more emotional internally versus like wear your heart on your sleeve and so i definitely like i lean into both i always have what are your love languages mine are for a partner and a friendship i feel like it's a little obviously different Absolutely. um for a partner it would be um touch and words of affirmation and for friendship it would be gifts and words of affirmation Oh, interesting. Tell me how I've never known in 19 years that gifts is one of them. Well, you probably have given me the most gifts I've ever gotten in my life. So that helps. Really? Yeah. It's interesting because I'm not really a gift giver. Like that's never my first. Mm. Well, you know, I think, I think it's because you're, you're not thinking them, thinking of them as gifts, but like all of your household items that I treasure, like the things that you've given me over the past years, like those, I, I treat them and see them as gifts. So yeah. That makes sense. And I love, like, I love seeing something in your house that like that I gave you and I love being yeah. like, oh my God, I remember that. Yeah. Same. Yeah. I'll be thinking something. I'm like, oh shit, that was Laura's. <laughs> she gave it to me. <laughs> For myself, affection is is huge and yeah i guess that's where excuse me where the difference is in platonic or romantic relationships because while i can be affectionate with my friends and like i'm definitely a big hugger like it's not the same in romantic relationships it is affection 
Acts of service is a huge one for me and words of affirmation. Like when I take the test, those are basically like, I don't remember which two. There are two that are tied and then there's one that's one point off. So basically all three of those are equally as important for me. And like quality time is really big for me. But if I don't have the other needs met, I can be with you. And if there is no affection, if there aren't words of affirmation and there are no acts of service, it doesn't matter how much time I spend with you. I don't feel connected. Mm. It's really interesting. In friendship, it's, it's, I mean, acts of service is there, but it definitely it's words of affirmation. Like, you know me, I'm a verbal processor and we have to go back and right. forth and I need, you know, if we flush it out <laughs> right? and if we didn't have the conversations we have, I don't think that our friendship would be as strong, especially living in two different states. Um, and I don't think we've actually mentioned that. So for reference, Gina lives outside of Orlando, Florida, and I live outside of Colorado. So we're definitely far geographically. So three things you're grateful for. Um, I think that's easy. Family, health, and the sound mind. I feel like yours is a little more deep than mine. <laughs> um... Well, it's funny because I was going to say yoga because that for me, that is sound mind and health, right? My friendship with you. I mean, my friendships in general, because the people in my life who are are my friends now, it's very intentional and they're, they're very important to me, but my friendship with you is definitely the ultimate friendship and my commitment to myself. I never, and this is well, I know we'll, we'll talk about self-love in one of these episodes, but I never loved myself enough or not not enough. I never loved myself as much as I do now to the point of being so committed to awareness and emotional intelligence and supporting my personal growth. And for that, I'm grateful because I wouldn't be who I am right now. And I wouldn't be sitting here having this conversation with you and creating this podcast. Yeah. If it wasn't for that. Mm. Okay. Maybe those I are bigger than I thought. <laughs> no, definitely. And I love that. You see? <laughs> That was perfect. Okay. If you could invite one person to dinner, who would it be and what would you eat? All right. So upon reflection, I (laughs) would invite, (laughs) I would invite Jesus to this, um, this dinner. And I think that seafood is fitting for that event. I just, I don't know. Jesus, seafood, you know. Yeah, and that, that's what I go with. Why do this? <laughs> um, I have a hell of a lot of questions. And I feel like that's the right person to ask for me. You know, that, that's really what it is. If I could get God on deck, that would be great too. You know, like we could get God. We could get both. Let's get them all. Let's, you know. Let's get, let's get them all. Questions. We're going to bring in the Virgin Mary. <laughs> let's and be get like, them all. So how let, did that happen? Yes. I need, I got questions. I, they're just all, yeah. So Jesus, you know, God, the whole Trinity, just, let's just get all in here. But yeah. <laughs> I, I, got questions. I think it's going to be well. interesting. People are going to come to find out like how different our beliefs are, but like how that does, yeah. you know what I mean? It's interesting. Cause I feel Doesn't like matter. it's really divisive <laughs> for a lot of people. And for us, I'm like, yo, you should have Jesus to dinner. And I'm over here like, that ain't for me, but I love that it's for you. Um, right. 
But I also, I really just, I thought about, I thought about childhood and atheism. Oh. And I know we'll go into this at another point. And I am, oh. I am so, and I actually realize this is something that I want to, I want to learn about you is going from the beliefs that were forced upon you into having the beliefs you have now is wildly fascinating to me because I grew up in a Christian household and went generally to non-denominational churches my whole life. And then I am like the only person in my family at this point who doesn't believe. So I find it really fascinating that we've kind of done the opposite of each other, but mm. we'll leave that for another day. Um, uh, so when I was thinking about this question, at first I was like, ah, maybe I shouldn't ask this because I don't know what my answer is. And then I was like, you know what? <laughs> what yoga has taught me is that no one is my guru and the only one who has the answers for what is right for me is me. And so I would invite my future self, I'm going to say my like 65-year-old self, to dinner because she has all the answers that are right for me because she is me. Um, and we'd be eating tacos because you can, you can make tacos into anything. You can <laughs> make anything into tacos. And tacos are fucking delicious. And whether I want seafood or chicken or steak or veggies or all of them, psh- True. Tacos. Um, tacos. <laughs> I, taco party. <laughs> Sorry. Um, oh, my God. So <laughs> that's fitting because we're recording this during Pride Month. So if you know what oh, this party is, is, happy Pride, bitches. <laughs> um, yes, I know this is airing post-Pride, but just so y'all know, I guess that's something else I didn't say about myself <laughs> is – um, oh, I, right. Um, I, I've always known I was queer and, um, I had a lot of internalized homophobia, so I didn't come out publicly until I knew I was getting divorced and leaving my ex-husband. And then I was like, I'm gay bitches, but now I'm back to dating dudes. <laughs> I just see, you know, I like people, hearts, not parts. I just be yourself, whoever you are. I like you regardless of what's in your pants or <laughs> anything like that or what's so. not right exactly yeah is there anything else that you want to mention before we wrap this up no i probably missed a bunch of things but you know this is a podcast we will have future episodes and we can cover all the things so yeah i think that's it i think that's it i think we uh we did good I I mean, I think people a good idea of kind of who we are and what we're bringing to the table. And, and this didn't really Mm. go into a lot of what we're going to talk about, but I I think that it kind of just has a good understanding of like what our, what our rapport is and, and really how we show up for each other. Um, Mm. I don't know. And, and, and I think it gives people a good understanding of why, this show is important to us so um put some tiny context on top just sprinkled on top yeah just a bit of context well y'all better come back thank (laughs) you for listening please follow us rate and review our show all the things (laughs) gina is our tiktok 
aficionado expert. I don't, I don't know how you, oh, don't make that face. How do you I do the Tiki talks? You, I do the Tiki talks. <laughs> yeah, you're, it's so funny. Yeah. I was talking about this the other day, like thinking about like, you know, all the shame involved and like the older people on TikTok. You know what? I say, fuck that. I love TikTok. It is what it is. I'm with you. Fuck that. I mean, I had a brief stint with TikTok. <laughs> and I just realized it was all consuming and I needed to step away from it. I that mean, <laughs> right? for people who know me personally, you know, I've been off of social media for almost a year. I run um, a business account, but that's it. And so I'm, I'm definitely going to be assisting with the Instagram for the podcast. And I might make some appearances on the TikTok, but that's that's mainly gonna be Regina. So you can follow us at Love Over Everything Pod on Instagram and TikTok. And what else? What else do we want to say to wrap this lovely show up? Look for us, follow us. We're here. Um, and we will be back. I'm really excited. We're here and I'm queer, and we'll see you later. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, bam. Right? Done. (laughs) Thank you for listening and joining us in choosing love over everything. Please rate and review our show to help us grow and share love with as many humans as we can. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok at love over everything pod to keep up with us. Stay lovely.